What's up, guys? It's your boy, JT, back again with a new episode of Overtime, Episode 9. What's going on, guys? We got a lot to unpack. I do apologize for being gone. I think I've been gone since about week 7, 8 is the last time we talked. But here I am again, back again. Um, it's been eventful, like, two to three weeks since we've last talked, and uh, we got a lot to unpack. Before we get started, I do want to let you guys know an update on the on the Overtime Podcast. We will be adding new members, so uh, not all, I, I've been doing a lot of behind-the-scenes works for myself for this podcast, but adding a couple new members to the team, so that way it turns into a real debate room, um, adding guests for next year and, the, and, and what's coming. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of different things coming for the Overtime Podcast starting in the new year, so just look out for that. Uh, but I want to try. I want to. I want to jump right into this. To what's going on, man? The NFL season, full full swing. Within going into week eleven, we are now at the official point in time where a lot of teams are starting to figure out where their playoff spots are going to be and whatnot. Let's go down what happened in week ten and unpack it all. On Thursday night, we had the Bears take on the Panthers. The Panthers still stay as the worst team in the NFL. I do believe at uh, one and. Uh, nine right now currently um i are one and eight sorry and the bears improved to a three and seven 16 to 13 a very close game um looking at the matchups between uh, pagnet and, and young you can see uh you know 21 for 38 for young 185 yards no touchdowns no interceptions um something's gonna have to give going into the next season for these two teams um there are those two teams are eliminated from the playoffs, so you don't have to worry about them. You got the Colts taking on the Patriots. The Patriots dynasty is done. It is what it is. Um, Colts doing everything they can to stay alive within their division, but I don't think they're going to make a run enough to get into the playoffs. I do wholeheartedly think that the Patriots, um, unfortunately for the Patriots, what's going to sorry it's my dog, what's going to make them. Um, What's going to make them, I guess, realize what they need is to get rid of Bill Belichick. That's going to be the issue there um, and go from there. You have the Ravens take on the Browns and losing to the Browns by two. Um, you have the Steelers beat the Packers. 49ers laid the Jaguars on their behinds, man, 34 to three. I, I, I think that's another one that we got to really talk about on that part. The Jaguars get exposed when they play good defenses, and that's going to be something that's going to really make or break their playoff runs. Then you got the Vikings beating the Saints, the Texans beating the Bengals, the Buccaneers beating the Titans, Lions beat the Chargers, Cardinals beat Falcons, Cowboys beat Giants, Seahawks beat Commanders, Raiders beat the Jets, and the Broncos beating the Bills. Wow. A lot to unpack as far as where does a lot of these teams situate themselves going into um, um, going into week eleven and the the beyond. So here's what we got. This is this is what we're looking at going into week eleven as far as playoff picture wise. For the AFC, you're looking at the Chiefs holding the number one spot indefinitely with the seven and two record. They were on a bye week. A lot of the teams that they you know, if they if they had any nerves or scared, they lost. They dropped games. They did, you know, things that they wasn't supposed to do as far as, you know, the Chiefs were on a bye week. They go into the next week refreshed playing the Eagles. 
That's going to be a very great game for the Chiefs and for the Eagles as well. But right now, the Chiefs have the number one spot in the AFC until they get knocked off or if they get knocked off. And number two, you got the Ravens. They dropped to seven and three. Um, they just took on the Browns. They lost to the Browns uh, again by two. With that being said, where does that really put where does that put Baltimore at as far as where where we're going in in uh, as a team? And I think you know you got to look at you know I had this conversation with a with a friend of mine last night about it. Lamar Jackson has the weapons he needs now. What is it going to take for them to win? And it, it's going to really look. This is around that time where my nerves come get bad for the Baltimore Ravens because this is where the injuries start coming in. You know, around that week 10 or week 11, but he's paid now, so I don't think he's going to hold out as long. I hope not, but, you know. Then you got the Jaguars at number three, six and three. Uh, they, ju they just dropped to the 49ers. Um, I, I don't know what to say as far as, you know, you're still leading your division, but... Are you the best in your division? That's going to be the overall question going into the next week or whatnot. Trevor Lawrence had a horrible time getting the ball out. The pass rush for the 49ers was amazing. Everything that the 49ers did to the Jaguars, it made the Jaguars look like a below 500 team. And again, they're above 500, but from what it looks like, you know. Then at number four, we got Miami. At six and three as well, they just dropped a game to the Chiefs in Germany. They're on a bye week right now. How do they recover? How do they maintain that number one spot within their division? I think with the help of the losses that came from the Jets and the Bills, um, with with and the Patriots, their entire division lost this week in week nine and week ten. It really helps them um, solidify their place in the playoffs for 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 their for their spot. But how does that help them continue on in the playoffs? It seems like when they play teams above 500, they lose. But anything below 500, they're going to win. So that's going to be helping to figure out how do we beat teams above 500. That's the Dolphins issue. Um, at number five, we got the Steelers at six and three. Um, I keep telling people the Steelers, Mike Tomlin is going to find a way to be above 500. He's going to take his team. He's not. He's going to have a winning record. Maybe he makes the playoffs. Maybe he doesn't. But as of right now, they're second in AFC North and they're fifth in in the overall AFC. So they're in the wild card as of right now. At number six, you got the Browns, another team in the wild card running. They just beat the Ravens in a definitive game, uh, showing that the Browns, the Browns defense has really been coming clutch for the Browns to win these games. And I think this is where you're going to see a lot of battling going into the next game. I think the number seven spot is surprising to everyone because of where they um, where they started. But C.J. Stroud and the Texans at number seven. I've had C.J. Stroud as the second uh, quarterback rookie coming out of the rookie class this season, but he's definitely the number one rookie that came out of this uh, this uh, this last rookie class. He has shown, you know, the Texans have shown that they want to play. These the four losses have been very close. They're really not a lot of blowouts. CJ Stroud has been playing phenomenal football. Yet another week of phenomenal football going against the Bengals, who a lot of teams, a lot of people say should be, you know, or you know, he's third best, whatever, whatever. CJ Stroud is showing that he's a top ten quarterback, the top five quarterback in the league right now, and 
He's doing that with receivers who we they're not household name receivers, none of that, whatever. He's doing that with that type of uh, personnel, and it's working for him. And I think if they're not careful, if a lot of teams aren't careful, the Texans will march and probably pull away with the wild card spot or even higher within their division rankings. Um, in the bubble right now, we have the Bengals, we have the Colts, and surprisingly, the Bills. Um, I think the the Bills and the Bengals, it's do or die time for them. I don't think they have room to drop a lot of games anymore, um, especially if they're trying to make playoff spots. I think it would be I think it would be something if Joe Burrow and Josh Allen does not make the playoffs. I think that wouldn't grant what's going to happen going forward into uh, for their future sakes and what do they go from there. In the NFC, we're looking at the Eagles at number one, the Lions at number two, the 49ers at number three, the Saints at number four. So when you're looking at the four division leaders, you're looking at the Eagles, who is top-notch in their division, top-notch in the league. Jalen Hurts uh, does everything they can to win. I like the Eagles. I can't wait for this matchup against the Chiefs uh, next week. The Lions, I think, is another sleeping uh, a sleeping dog. I think the Lions really have a chance here. They're 7-2. and two. Um, I think they have a real definitive chance of getting very far in the playoffs. I think we should give Dan Campbell uh, Coach of the Year as well. 49ers, 6-3, and three, dropping those three games, then coming back and winning against the Jaguars in a definitive way. I think this is what we like to see with the 49ers. They're going to have a bad mid a midway point in the season, but they're going to continue going strong. Now, will that strength lead them into the postseason and get them pretty far? That is still something to be determined. The Saints, Derek Carr and the Saints, whatever, they've been doing decently for their division. They're the, one of the worst divisions in, in, in the NFL, though, so anything can happen as far as the Saints are concerned. Going into the wild card seeds for the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh spot, we do have the Seattle Seahawks, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Vikings. I do think that the Seahawks, I think the Seahawks are doing pretty well this season, uh, considering the fact of what they have, uh, making some very decisive trades for their defense, getting Frank Clark, Leonard Williams. I think those those trades really help them as far as defensive wise, and I think trusting Metcalf and Lockhart. Uh, and Geno Smith to lead your offense is a very smart move. Dallas just had a very definitive win against the Giants. I still don't trust the process for Dallas. Playing MVP-level quarterback play, but we've seen it before, and we've been bamboozled by the Cowboys before. So until we see a Lombardi Trophy back in Dallas' hands under Dak Prescott, it's all it's all for show. And then finally, we have the Vikings. Even without Kirk Cousins, who's probably out for the season, Joshua Dobbs coming in there, giving them two dubs with no Justin Jefferson and no Kirk Cousins. I think that has been the best thing to happen for the Vikings and showing that type of leadership to come in there with no, no, no playbook, no nothing, helping them lead to a victory, two victories and just helping them stay relevant within their playoff runs. It does show that the Vikings are not trying to tank that they're trying to be in the playoffs in some form or fashion. And in the hunt for them, we have the Buccaneers, the Commanders, and the Falcons. Um, I don't think the Falcons are going to do a lot to get into the playoffs. I do think the Buccaneers will make a good run. I think Baker Mayfield is having a way better season. 
I don't think the losses that some of the losses that they've taken, I wouldn't blame it directly on Baker Mayfield. I would blame it on just, you know, there's not a lot to blame for the Buccaneers losses. When you look at some of their games, I think it was just, they played a better team. As far as the commanders, the commanders for sitting at four and six, just lost to the Seahawks. Again, Sam Howell is playing outrageously good football. I think Eric Bieniemy, as their offensive coordinator, has really helped. But trading away two of your masterclass, uh, trading away two of the pieces, key pieces of your defense to defensive uh, to defensive-minded uh, places. You know, sending Montez Sweat to Chicago and then sending Young over to 49ers. I don't think that was a good move on the 49ers part, and I think that's where they are not the 49ers, the commanders part, and I think that's where the commanders kind of dropped. So that's kind of where we are with the playoffs right now. We're going to be looking at this playoff picture a lot going into these next couple of weeks. Um, another thing that we was talking about last night is teams that, you know, teams that need to kind of figure out where they're sitting at and what are they going to do. Um, I pointed out certain teams like uh, the Bills. I believe after this season, uh, you either fire – this is what's going to happen to the Bills after this season. If the Bills does not make the playoff, you fire Sean McDermott, you trade away Stephon Diggs, or you trade away Josh Allen. You do one of those two. Everyone keeps saying I'm crazy for it, but I don't think that Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs, it, they're gonna, not going to want to play together. They're going to blame each other for what's going on. Um, but I blame – I don't think, you know, we just saw Dorsey, their offensive coordinator, get fired today. I don't think uh, we should blame it all on that. I think Josh Allen's uh, inconsistencies are also to blame. But like I called it at the beginning of the season, if Josh Allen has two or more picks in a game, the probability of them losing goes up phenomenally. The Raiders blow it up. I think the Raiders, to become relevant again, by 2026, 2027, you trade Devontae Adams, you trade Josh uh, uh, Josh Jacobs, you trade Crosby, you go out, you trade those three for about a couple first-round picks, and you restart your franchise with there. You go get you a quarterback, you go get you a wide receiver, restart, use, your, use the draft, use the free agency to bring some pieces together and recreate your team. And by 2026, 2027, you become a contender. Same thing with the Chargers. Go ahead and trade away Eckler. Go ahead and trade away, um, Will, not Williams. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, Williams. I think, is that who you said we was going to trade away? I know I said Eckler for sure. I think you trade away Bosa. I think you trade away Khalil Mack. I think you restart the structure for the Chargers. The Chargers wants to be contenders. They need to go into the next season knowing that they need to get rid of some pieces and bring something in, bring something else in. Um, I think as far as the uh, the Patriots are concerned, the Patriots need to really reconsider themselves for Bill Belichick. On uh, on the NFC side, not a lot of places where you can really blow things up. I think the Rams are going to go into full-blown re redo mode. The Bears have a couple first-round draft picks, so I think you go find you a franchise quarterback and then go get a receiver. Giants, you had a great run last season, but now it's time to figure out do you really want Daniel Jones on your team? And if if so, you know, I think you trade away Saquon Barkley. I think you let him go to a contender and let him play for a contender that's actually going to utilize him better than the Giants. Um, Carolina is going to have to really do some soul searching. Um, the Cardinals, same thing. But I think, you know, part of the problem with the, with, with the Cardinals is, is that, you know, they need to put something around, you know, 
the Cardinals in, and Carolina needs to put pieces around Kyler Murray and Bryce Young, especially at O-line, because they're so short and stature as far as compared to other NFL quarterbacks. So um, that's just my hot takes on a couple different things. I think that we're going to see some very competitiveness going into uh, week 11, especially this week. Um, we're going to take a look at some of the games real quick. Um, so some of the some of the games coming up. So week 11. So we just had some Sunday losses. The two teams I just lost were the Ravens and the Bengals. As of this Thursday, they are playing on Thursday night football. Two teams coming off losses and they both cannot lose this game. So this is going to be um, a very dire effect. You've got Josh Allen, not Josh Allen, I'm sorry. You have um, Lamar Jackson versus Joe Burrow. Both of them have really great top-tier receivers. Uh, both of them have top-10 defenses. So we're going to see a masterclass of who's going to outperform who on Thursday night. Then we have another divisional game with the AFC North with the Steelers versus the Browns. Both of those teams just coming off of wins. So now it's really going to structure out, like I said, the playoff picture is going to change drastically within that division itself very soon within the AFC. On um, Then we have this, uh, the Raiders versus the Dolphins. The Raiders just beat the Jets. The Raiders have been looking good ever since firing Josh McDaniels. Still, what do you do? I think the Raiders, if they beat the Dolphins, I think the Dolphins really need to reconsider what they're going to be doing trying to get into the playoffs. You have the Lions and the Bears. I think the obvious uh, playing point would be the Lions. Again, they're not really worried about their division. I think the Jaguars need a bounce back, and the Titans game is going to be it. If they can bounce back against the Jaguar or against the Titans, the Jaguars should sit pretty well. You got the Packers and the Chargers. Uh, I think the Chargers, they just took a loss to the Lions. I think they come back and win that game. But I think the Packers are going to be trying to come back for a win as well, and the Packers are going to be very hard to beat that game. You got the Texans and Cardinals. I'm taking the Texans. I think C.J. Stroud wants to be in the playoffs, and that's where we're going to be. You got the Car Cowboys and the Panthers. Give me Cowboys, but the Panthers will be fighting. The Panthers will be clawing and doing everything they can to get a dub and take it away from the Cowboys. Commanders and Giants, the Commanders need this win. The Giants, um, they need it as well, but not as much as the Commanders if they want to be placed in a higher tier for their playoff run. You got the 49ers and Buccaneers. I believe the 49ers will beat the Buccaneers definitively. But if Baker Mayfield could come out and throw some early strikes to Mike Evans and Goodwin and start the momentum, I do think the Buccaneers might have a shot. You got the Jets and the Bills. I feel like this is going to be a good game. The Jets have already dropped the Bills once at the beginning of the season. So that means if the Jets can do it again, if the Jets can beat the Bills, I think we can eliminate the Bills from the playoff contention right then and there. Seahawks and Rams. I got Seahawks. Rams, no longer relevant, unfortunately, under Sean McVay and the Seahawks. You know, Pete Carroll is going to is going to find a way to win. Broncos and Vikings. the the Viking The Broncos game was great. The Broncos did come beat the Bills, um, but I don't think they're going to beat the Vikings in that same man. And then on our Monday night game, which should be a phenomenal game, we have the Eagles against the Chiefs. Chiefs will be at home. Both teams coming off of bye weeks. Both teams well-rested. 
the Chiefs a little saggy on the offensive side, but has a number two defense. The Eagles, well-rounded all the way around, but consistency issues plague them. So this is going to be a very even-sided matchup that a lot of people are expecting the Eagles to win. But I think the Chiefs defense are going to pull out all the stops against Jalen Hurts, stopping the run, stopping the, the pass. So with that being said, expect a very low-scoring game. You know, don't expect this to be a, a high-scoring affair. I think that this game ends about 2024, 2021, anything in that nature. I feel like this is only going to be a couple touchdown game for each side because of how both teams play to their strengths or whatnot. This is also a definitive game for the Chiefs. For if the Chiefs win this game, I believe that this solidifies their place as an AFC number one holder until the playoffs. So um, that's what the Chiefs want. They want the playoffs to run through Arrowhead. So with that being said, the Chiefs are going to come fighting. Patrick Mahomes is going to come fighting. But don't expect the Philadelphia Eagles to lay down and take it slightly. The Philadelphia Eagles want home field as well. Even with the loss, they still might get it. But this is also for them. This is a revenge game. We just saw them in the Super Bowl in February. Here we are again, you know, coming in November. So this is going to be a lot of bad blood as far as, you know, we just lost to you guys. We don't want to do it again within, you know, an eight-month span or whatnot or how long it's been, nine months or whatever. So this expect this game to be a very brutally great game on Monday Night Football for each team. So oh, that's the episodes for the day, man. Uh, I know I'm keeping it kind of short with it. Not a lot to talk about right now, but we got some things to go into. Like I said, adding some more guests to the show. Overtime is growing. Um, I do apologize for my absence. I have been working a lot with my new job, but now that I'm situated with that, I'm back. So overtime will be full swing every week again, um, and then we're going to be adding guests and everything. So let's take a look at, um, let's see how everything goes for week 11, and we'll come back here next.